All right, welcome back to a great sports card podcast. I am Joe's Card Shack, joined here with Luke. What is your Instagram? Uh, Bleaker Street Cards. Happy to have you on. Thanks, Joe. Happy to be here. Great podcast. Uh, hopefully a couple of fun things to talk about. Absolutely. So uh, no Logan this week. Um, he had some some plans that changed last minute. So it is just you and me, but I think we can still do this. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, good. So how long have you been collecting? Uh, sure. So I uh, started, man, 22 years ago um, when I was, yeah, nine or 10, just doing Pokemon, you know, when that first came out and a lot of the the base set, Jungle Fossil. And then <clears throat> I was big into baseball. So my dad, when I turned 10, uh, we did two things. We went to see the Jackass movie, which had just came out. And he gave me a box full of cards um, that he had collected when he was, you know, my age at the time. Uh, so that was 1968 to 1970. So some baseball, tops baseball, some uh, the tall boy basketball cards, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's rookie card. Um, Nolan Ryan's rookie card was the big one. And then a couple of Mickey Mantles were in there as well. And I just remember spending like multiple weekends at his place doing, you know, big deep dives into um the, the players from that era and the cards trying to figure out what was worth what in the Beckett guides and everything kind of, um, you know, unfolded from there and I can get into more detail, but that's, that was when I started. And then, um, you know, like everybody take a break during college and then slowly come back into it over the past, you know, five, six years. So has the amazing collection that you built, has that been the last five, six years or has that been accumulating? Um, well, thanks for one, uh, for, for calling it that. Um, that has been mostly in the last few years. I would say that what's on my page is is usually just things that I, I just have bought, you know, recently. Um, I haven't really gone into the vault, you know, to like put, pull out stuff from a long time ago, but almost all of my... Um, yeah, big purchases, call it four figures, five figures plus have come since 2020 um, because it, you know, like everybody, you're at home in pandemic and, um, you know, you're you're depressed and looking for something to do. And, you know, you pull out your old cards and you realize there's a spark of joy there. And um, for the past like five, six, seven years before that, maybe since, yeah, since I graduated in 2014, um, I was buying like one Jackie Robinson card a year around the time I got my year end bonus. Um, and then, yeah, in the pandemic, I was like, well, let me, let me do something a little bit bigger here and try to get complete his run. And then I was looking at completing the 1957 top set and then trying to do the Mickey Mantle set and things unfolded and you start getting more comfortable. Once you spend like 500 bucks on a card once you're like, Oh, I can, I can maybe do this again. And, and that number gets bigger, uh, unfortunately, for in some cases. So um, we have a couple things in common there. Um, last year at the National, I held, not last year, the year before that, so two years ago, um, I held a 56 Jackie Robinson for the first time. Sweet. And yeah, and I wasn't into vintage at all. Wasn't my 
criteria at all. And I held that and I'm like, I felt like I was holding a piece of history. I mean, this <laughs> is a Jackie Robinson baseball card from when he played. And not only that, but the 56 design, I know you said you do the 57, but the 56 design for me is one of the coolest things that I have ever seen in cards, modern or vintage. So that certainly intrigued me. Um, and I had to grab that Jackie and I spent a, the better part of a year looking for the right one. Oh, there. Oh yeah. I see it. Wow. Great centering, great color. That's an awesome four and a half. Wow. Well done. Yeah. So, um, and that, the reason I love that. So a lot of people love 56. I totally agree. It's one of my favorite vintage sets. My first Mickey Mantle I got when I was, uh, you know, 11 or 12 in Cooperstown, it was 56, but the Jackie's great because it's him stealing home in the back. Right. So that this the action image in that card is him stealing home, which obviously he was famous for and had the record for a long time. He might still for, um, like doing that in the world series. I'm not sure if it's happened since him, but yeah, so that's a, that's a great card. Um, it's cool you got that. That was your first vintage card. Actually, my first one was I. I'm a big Tigers fan, absolutely okay. die hard, and yeah. um, I wanted my initial thought was okay. I'm going to get a couple of these 56s because I really like the set and I want the Hall of Famers, like the big names. Um, and I'm a Tigers fan, so there's no way I was skipping K line. Right. So, uh, at a B Sports show, we just had Brad on here uh, not so long ago. Yeah. I was able to purchase. I got to double check it. I have all my vintage laying beside me, so that way we can, I can show you. <laughs> nice. I got a K line five. Oh man, yeah, that's awesome. What a good card on that too. It looks like it's after. It's like him finishing a home run trot. Oh yeah, that is, that is really cool. So that was good the taste. First. Yeah, that was the first one, the K line, and then. The Jackie came after mainly only the reason I waited on the Jackie was I was waiting for the right copy and the price point. You know, K-Line was a lot cheaper than Jackie was. So the K-Line naturally came first. But uh, once that Jackie popped up on eBay, I made sure it came to me. Because, yeah, cool, man. yeah, I talked with Robbie um, when I was first getting into this uh, 412 sports cards. I talked mm -hmm. to him and basically the his big takeaway, he does a little bit of vintage. Um his big takeaway was if you're going to spend the money on a copy, you want to make sure you get the copy. So that, that was my, uh, that was my big way. That's totally right. Yeah. Great advice. And it seems like in both ends of those instances, you got the copy, right? Like the four and a half and five, I'm sure look even better in person. But from what I saw, you know, those, those are as good as you could expect from a mid grade or even some of that, you know, some of those off-centered high grade or faded ones are just like save your dollars and get something that's pretty to the eye. Um, and has, I love soft corners, right? Like something that holds, holds back the technical grade and therefore you got more budget dollars on it. Um, and yeah, Jackie, I mean, he, there's, there's a couple of names obviously that are above the, above the fold or, you know, in that top bucket of players. And Jackie is certainly one of them in the current day, but I think also will always be, you know, one of the top players of all time, like right there with Babe Ruth. Um, in terms of just, 
you know, relevance, right? So not necessarily they were the best players ever, but, um, you know, you, I think you're a bit younger than I am and I'm sure everyone your age and, and the younger generation, they know like two players, right? They probably know Jackie and Babe. And so getting a hold of a really pretty copy of those right now is, I think always, um, you know, it's always going to be desirable, I guess is my point. That was the big thing that drew me to Jackie. A, it's extremely cool. And B, you can be a non-sports fan and you know who Jackie yeah. Robinson is. So yep. he, tell me that won't hold value. <laughs> yep. No, I I, I agree. Um, and then when you get the pretty versions, right? So I have some friends in the hobby who, um, one of them, his name's Matty C Collection. He's a great um, collector of Mickey Mantle. And he bought you know, the copy of a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle about 10 years ago. And at the time he paid 3X the comps for it. So he just thought it was so beautiful. Even though it was a four and a half, he said, I'm going to pay the same price as a seven. And, um, you know, at the time everyone was on the forums, the blogs, there wasn't Instagram for cards really then, but we're really just tearing them apart saying that you're, you're an idiot. Why would you overpay? Like you could get, two fives for that or something. And he uh, was like, this is the prettiest card ever. And, and I've ever seen, I've looked at this over and over again. And, and now, you know, 10 years later, there's, there's a hundred thousand dollar difference between his card and like an average four and a half, because his is so like crisp color centering. It was just, it's so beautiful. People desire it the same way he did. And, you know, it just becomes multiples of, um of a delta over what he even paid for it up front right so he's he's um i think you, you when you do that on the right card and um you know right player that can really pay off and and i really don't think want to make it all about that right because it's you know i i don't really plan to sell any of my core jackie cards until you know something crazy happens but um it is just nice to have cards that you know, you feel like other people like and and that, you know, are safe and you're not necessarily um, staring at them and getting reminded every time of how much money you lost um, on them. So. <laughs> um, yeah. so when people come over and they see my display case in my room, um, it's filled with cards and like a Miggy number to 50. They're like, oh, that's pretty. Right. If they if they see a Jackie Robinson. It stops them in their tracks every single time. Oh, yeah. That's good to hear. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't plan to have this 56 leave ever. That's probably <laughs> my favorite card that I own. Even, oh, good. even more than the card that when I first got into this, I wanted more than anything. I finally bought that around the same time that I bought my house. And uh, I still love the Jackie more than that. <laughs> so that's great. Which one is that? Uh, that would be a... Miguel Cabrera logo man. I have a oh, wow. I have a 2013 museum collection one of one logo man. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a card. Uh yeah, the 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 MLB logo man's look so good too. I think that's just and a great it, look. What's really cool is it's not just like standard colors. It's yeah. blue and orange, which is that's uh, like, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what a perfect card for a, a Tigers collector. And I mean, that's Miggy is one of the most likable guys of the past 20 years, right? And um, 
I've even got, I don't think I have them near me, but um, I've even got a few of his like uh, early autos because I just, I was like, man, what a, he's a, he's a generational player. I mean, I remember the, the like fun fact growing up was Carl Ustramski was the last triple crown in 1967. And I thought that was like a trivia fact that would never really, you know, age. And then of course, Maggie breaks that and you're like, whoa, who would have thought that actually happens in, in the modern game? And you know, he's the guy that does it. So speaking of uh, more modern stuff, you yeah. have probably the coolest story that I've heard in a long time. So <laughs> I want to hear you tell it. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so my, you know, my dad's pretty central to my hobby experience, like probably many of us out there. Um, growing up, we also had another tradition, which is in the summer, we would go to a different ballpark every year, a uh, baseball stadium. So we did from like age seven to 18, we did, you know, 11 or 12 different ballparks. Um, and the idea was one day we'd, we'd finish it all. Um, it was really slow going and trying to do that in my early twenties. I just had a busy job and um, we started to do a couple others. We did Seattle and, um, most recently Detroit, which was this past summer. And I had the experience um, or hadn't a chance to make the experience special, which was through the MLB.com charity auctions. I try to check that, you know, a couple times a year. It's a good way to give back and also find something that, you know, connects with the hobby or the sport that you love. There was a handful of auctions um, for the Boys and Girls Club of Vivaldi where the mass shooting school shooting was, um, unfortunately in Texas, which is where I live. And so I, uh, said, yeah, I want to get a few things here. And, um, one that really jumped out was the Detroit Tigers, a stadium we had never been to. Um, my dad was a Yankees fan growing up, but that was only after he was temporarily a Detroit Tigers fan because he was in the, you know, sixties, and Denny McLean and Norm Cash and Al Kaline, World Series champions. He just really loved that team. Um, I was like, okay, so Detroit Tigers. We're also both both car heads. We could go to Detroit and you know check out the Ford Museum and maybe you know do do something else around that. Um, and at that game, you could throw a first pitch, which I don't even know how you get the chance to do a first pitch unless you're like a celebrity or so. I I don't really know. And so I, when I saw that um option i was like man what a bucket list type item for him and i just went in like i I don't remember what the final it was somewhere like three grand or four grand or something like that um and it came with a couple tickets we uh you know booked we organized with the marketing team there um they were really people in the daggers organization are awesome really welcoming and um yeah they're get props to all the Detroit sports, uh, people, but, um, yeah, they, we booked a Saturday in the summer. Um, it was kind of a, you know, it was a day game. So it was easy. We could fly in Friday night, fly out Sunday. And we got there early, um, on the weekend of, I guess I kind of skipped a couple things. I, I was going to surprise my dad with this. So I was going to say, Hey, let's go to Detroit Tigers game. And then as we were there, like, Hey, by the way, you're throwing the first pitch, but (laughs) he's, uh, he's 65 and, um, 
I just got this fear that like he's gonna trip over his shoes and you know might need to like warm up a little bit um beforehand so we we um I told him like a week in advance and he was trying to push me to do it instead and the ultimate I was like nah like I got you know plenty of time to to maybe one day do this and um I would I would so much rather see you do it and um so we were playing catch like in a park beforehand and then we go to Tiger Stadium and yeah, they brought us in some like back entrance, um, went on the field, got to meet like Jim Leland was there. So we got to meet him. Um, Miggy was taking BP. Um, we uh, were talking to some, a couple of the pitching coaches. Obviously, the, the mascot uh, came over. Um, uh, it, so we, we were standing there the whole time, like right behind the batting cage. And we ended up being able to throw play catch on the field because – we were telling them like, Hey, we want to, we're going to throw the first pitch. Like my dad is just want to make sure his arms loose. And so we were able to throw play catch on the, which is just a magical experience, right. To, to like grow up with your dad, going to all these baseball stadiums, being in the stands, then you're actually on the grass and, you know, feel like you're part of it. It was, it was really well done by the tigers. And um, so it kind of happened fast. We went to our seats right before the game time. They did like the anthem and whatnot. And then we got this, you know, like FBI agent come up to us and say, you know, come on down to the field. And um, we stood there and like, you know, it was a blur almost, but they eventually said, all right, you know, time for you to go out there. And he starts walking out with a couple of Tigers players. And I guess they always send their rookies to do this. But um, my dad was walking out with Mason Angler, which is a rookie relief pitcher for the Tigers. And, um, you know, they, they set up. 50 feet apart. They were a little inside the mound and um, he waved to the crowd, you know, uh, they actually said my name, which was kind of funny. Like, I, I guess it's some reason I said Luke Allen rather than Bob, but um, he, yeah. And, and it, we just were giggling, smiling the whole time. It's even when I'm thinking about it, like what a, what an awesome experience, but he throws a strike, which is what you want. And then Mason uh, grabbed the ball, signed it, which I have right here. Um, it's one of the only autograph balls that I, I still have, um, you know, official game, but, uh, and took a picture and, and we got to walk off and, and catch a great game. I think Maggie went two for four or something. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just unbelievable. And we were both on cloud nine and, um, afterwards I was really happy to have the ball, but I, you know, as, as card collectors do, you go on eBay and you're like, I wonder if Mason Englert has any Bowman Chrome autos. I get some of his first Bowman. And um, I, you know, found a couple, you know, blue refractors or something. There just wasn't any, anything out there because I think, I don't think unfortunately for Mason, who seems like an amazing guy. And when I met him, he was so charming and pleasant. Um, there's not a lot of collectors of him out there and the people aren't listing them on eBay. And so I had a safe search for a while. But then when there was all this press and stop me if you, if you want me to slow down or anything, but when there was all this press on um, the tops update debut patches, uh, I said, that'd be a cool thing to get. I bet you this is going to be looked back on as a iconic product, really fun innovation from tops. And I have a modern baseball PC alongside my vintage. And so I could probably sneak one in and, 
be happy with it. I wonder who I get. And so I was perusing the checklist looking for like a Yankee because I'm a Yankees fan. And um, then I saw Mason Engler. I was like, okay, that's, that's the one, right? Like I got us, you know, have this connection to a, one of the best days in all of, you know, my baseball related life. Um, one of the best days for my dad and I, and I was trying to collect some of his autos and couldn't find something special. And this was felt like the special opportunity to get it. And um, so I did, you know, what you always do, you like post in Facebook groups, like, Hey, I'm looking for Mason Engler and I'll be debut patch. You get the safe searches on eBay. You're going in a couple of break rooms and at Layton and saying, if anyone hits this, like, you know, I'm, I got a bounty. Um, not that I was like promoting a big bounty, but I, I just was like, I want to be known as the guy who wants the Mason Engler patch. Cause my fear was that it would go to some flipper or some like super high end baseball collector who just buys all of these and doesn't ever want to sell them. And <clears throat> I saw it just happened to pop up on eBay. I started messaging the guy um, told, I just was Frank. I just told him my story. Like this was the guy who caught my dad's first pitch. And I really want this card um, to commemorate that. And you know, that maybe saved me like five bucks off his asking price, um, which, <laughs> you know, I wish it was a little bit more, but I get it. He had a great card and we started messaging off eBay to save some fees. And um, yeah, and I ended up paying full comp at the time, but uh, yeah, I think, I think I would have saved some money if I waited, waited a little bit longer because the prices have come down on these a little bit, but I, I, I really don't. It's just one of it's one of these cards that I'm going to have forever. And um, I posted it on my Instagram with a little bit of the story, some photos and Mason then commented on it. I tagged him in it. He was like, this is awesome. Like, what a cool you know day or what a cool card. And um, I was like, oh, man, what a great button on this, you know, or bow on top of the story to have him um, see this like full circle thing with the hobby where. I got to post it with the ball that my dad signed and this, you know, probably one of his best cards that he's going to have. Um, and yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm pumped to have it. You have it with you. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm staring at it while I was telling the story. Um, so there's, uh, I wonder if it, I could show it. Yeah. That is, that is Does it come up, all right? sick. Yeah. It was coming up. It was coming up just fine. And then on the back, they've got the, I don't know if you've seen the back of these, but they've got like the date of the game and the Tigers. And then there's the MLB hologram where if you look it up, you know, it tells you what, um, what happened. And unfortunately for Mason, he let off a home run in his uh, <laughs> uh, major league debut, but he also got three outs. So you now he, not, not the worst thing could happen, but um, yeah, it's just a really, I love that Mason did this and or, uh, sorry that tops did this and that I was able to get this. And um, as a quasi tigers fan, as a result of this experience, I mean, I've got multiple jerseys. Now I got a George Kell Jersey and a Hal Newhouser Jersey. Cause I wanted to wear those on the field and um, you know, a couple hats and then uh, yeah, this card it's, it's been pretty special. I can't help but say it again. I mean, greatest story that I've ever heard. 
I don't know if that's true, but yeah, it's been the hobby. It's a good, it's a fun one. It's a, it's better than the average, right? Where you, you just kind of spend money on a cool card. This, I love when there's a bigger connection behind a card, right? Um, you know, something that reminds you of, you know, life or connections or whatever. So, so, uh, speaking of that on a much smaller scale today, I got in the mail, a Panini instant from June or not June, January 2nd um, (laughs) from a couple of years ago, 2022. And that is the day that me and my wife got engaged at a Cincinnati Eagles game. No way, man. Yeah. Jamar Chase went off for, Uh, I think, I think almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. So he got a Panini instant. So now I have that like five, five-ish dollar card in my collection where it belongs so ah that's so cool you should get her to sign it (laughs) (laughs) um no that's a that's exactly the thing it's like you're what a good memory or reason to jog a memory or a feeling uh to look at that card and be reminded of you know one of your best days on earth probably yeah absolutely so um you you mentioned denny mclean being one of your dad's favorite players i have a really cool story with Denny McLean that just happened this past weekend. Would love to hear it. So I went up to Columbus for their winter show to meet Ellie De La Cruz. Um, That's what I was there for. I had an autograph ticket. I got there and I found out that they had moved the signing up and I didn't know that. So I missed out on that, but um, yeah, not a big deal. But um, Danny McLean was set up at one of the tables and um, I've been trying to meet Danny McLean for a long time. I know he signs at a bunch of shows, but I just keep missing him. And he was there. And I walked right up to him. I had a 10-minute 10, 10 conversation with him the first time. And I'm like, this is the coolest. This is one of the coolest things ever. This dude's <laughs> arguably the best pitcher in our franchise history. Right. Like, two Cy Youngs, an MVP, a World Series. like, And he's just – I'm sitting here talking to him. And then – um. I walked away from the table and my wife, she goes to Tiger's games with me over the summer. She loves it. We try to make it up there like at least three times a year. Um, I'm like, you want to go meet Danny McLean? He's one of the best players in our history. And she's like, yeah, I love baseball. So we went over there. And the second time we had a 25 or 30 minute conversation. Oh my God. What a guy. Yeah. Dude's just one of the nicest humans I've ever met and a huge honor to meet him. So I wanted to tell you. That's cool. Yeah. Did he have any, uh, you know, favorite memories or thing? What'd you ask him about? We were just, honestly, we were just talking about life, talking yeah. about uh, being married and um, where I work and our, the house and things you wouldn't expect me to ask a major, major league pitcher. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great that he took, you know, he takes an interest in the fans, right? That, that he would ask those questions just like a normal conversation. What a good guy. I know he's had a colored history, but I mean, he, his peak was, you know, as high as any pitcher back then and, and probably today. Right. So, um, you know, Tigers have had, I mean, Hal Newhauser was another, he almost, he was, I think he came like a vote short from back to back to back MVPs, but he had two back to back MVPs in in the forties and was, you know, a dominant pitcher, um, eventually got into the hall of fame, but um, yeah, there's a couple of those guys and then Verlander, right? So, 
Verlander, that's my childhood. Him and Miggy. Yeah. Uh, a piece of me died when he went to Houston. I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I I would agree with that. Yeah, if I were you, I I get it. Um, yeah, I, I saw Verlander. That was like one of the first times I realized that athletes could be superhuman. Was when I was you know thirteen or fourteen. I think he pitched against the Orioles, and and when we were in Baltimore visiting that stadium, and he went nine innings, and his fastest pitches of the game were in the ninth inning. Like he was still touching triple digits after a complete game. And I was like, man, this guy is <laughs> another level. Cause anyone who's played baseball at the junior level, you're like, your arm's dead at the end of the game. And his was still slinging it. So what a, what an impressive guy. So speaking of uh, Hal Newhauser, you have, a card I didn't even know existed, right? A 1948 leaf. Is that what it is? Yeah. And it's autographed, yeah. correct? It is. Um, it's in the other room. Do you mind if I just go grab it? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. So one of the avenues I've gone down with my collecting is 1948 Leaf, which is my favorite vintage set. I think it's one of the prettiest sets and it's the first integrated baseball card set because um, it has Jackie Robinson and Satchel Paige and Larry Doby's rookie cards in it. But I think it's a beautiful set. Um, it's, a, it's notorious for having print issues so it's hard to collect in high grade. So I ended up collecting it in a signed version. And I've got two Hall of Fame rookie cards from Tigers players here that are signed. This is a pop three, the Hal Neuhauser. And then this is a pop two, the George Kell. Um, so there's really not many of these at all across the whole set. But then for these two being short print, um, Hall of Famers to have their rookie card signed is pretty tough um, to find. And actually those both came from the same collection, which was a Detroit Tigers super fan. He, uh, he passed away, left all his cards to his son and his son has been slowly going through these binders full of autograph cards that were mostly collected from like the seventies, eighties and nineties at autograph shows at Tiger spring training. So he slowly found these amazing cards that, you know, just one fan was, you know, quietly collecting in his basement for four decades. And now I've, I've been able to land both of those in my, in my PC, which feels pretty special. So you, um, you've taken a very creative route in, in your vintage collection. Um, because think about 1948 leaf by itself very 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 prestigious set awesome stuff and then you're like what if i have these autographed <laughs> yeah that is nuts and it's even more crazy because i didn't know that card existed of how Newhauser. and i'm like i gotta go look on ebay just to see what's available 
and the unautographed ones are expensive. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a crazy yeah. card. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, there it's not a cheap journey that I've I've unfortunately found myself in. But um, yeah, I mean the house is like a pop one fifty unsigned or something. So there's really not many of these um, at all. And um, yeah, I just I just was I fell in love with the autograph card. I mean, you you probably felt it too. But when when those first came out in the early 2000s, you know, in more mass distribution, I was blown away. I, I couldn't believe that you could get an autographed baseball card. Um, and so I, I, it's just always stuck with me as like, I, I want those over anything else. And then when I started collecting vintage, you know, in real serious way, I just didn't like the idea of paying crazy money for you know, a seven, eight or nine grade over, you know, a very pretty version and a three, four, five and, um, or a one or two, whatever. And then when I found that there was these autograph cards out there from vintage players, like, okay, this is, these, it just made sense. Like I don't have to pay the crazy money for a grade that I don't really care about. And then I get this card that was held and appreciated by the player for maybe a moment, maybe a few minutes. I mean, maybe it was a conversation Danny McLean and you had where, you know, some collector was catching up with Hal for a while and he got to show him like, Hey, this is a really hard card to find, but I'd love for you to sign it. And he probably had never seen it before. Right. Um, and so I, I, that backstory behind this has been way fun. And I've, you know, really spent most of my time searching for Jackie Robinson signed cards, um, which I've got, a handful of over here. I just got to pick them up. While you reach for those, I wanted to show you my 54 too. Oh yeah, please do. That's great. That is awesome. I mean, for... usually there's, there's some surface issues on his face. Typically it looks like that's really clean. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. Color. yeah. His, that one's a pretty clean copy. So I had to show you that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, I love that card. Um, and speaking of, here's a signed version of that card. Um, you can kind of see his auto right there. Um, and it's a blue pen. And then I actually have another version that's um, in black pen right there as well. Same spot. And so then you here's... one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You want to trade? Uh, <laughs> throw in that Miggy logo, man. Um, <laughs> And then this is uh, the 55 tops, which I think holds it in the auto well there. Signed. Um, so, yeah, this this has been the focus now. And, you know, I think we're all trying as collectors to, like, one, honor the players that we really love and respect and think our icons are incredible. And then we're also um, trying to climb a little mountaintop for ourselves, like maybe have the best tigers collection that we can afford or the hall of fame collection that we can afford and i feel like this is like i want to have the best jackie robinson autograph card collection that i can afford you know it's like i i i don't know that that really means anything to much more people than myself but i love holding these cards and, and appreciating them and it's a fun journey and, and that's where the the sign 48 leaf thing is is you know i i just like climbing that mountain more than almost anything else um in the hobby so I talked with Logan. Um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before that, but my desire 
is to have the absolute best Miguel Cabrera collection in the entire world. That's what I want. Don't know what it means to anybody else, but I know what it means to me. Yeah, Um, exactly. That's fantastic, man. And so I love that one, you have that goal. And then you also put that out there because uh, now I'll just speak for myself and I'm sure most people listening. Um, I'm going to be thinking about you every time that there, I see a cool Miguel Cabrera card. You're like, okay, Joe's going to want this. Like let me pass it his way. And, you know, I found that to be the case with Jackie and Leaf cards too. People see them and they're like, oh, Luke wants those. So, and then that makes it easier for me to amass something when there's the whole hobby looking out for you too. Absolutely. I would not have half of the collection that I have with, if it wasn't for genuinely good people that send stuff my way. Yep. Totally. I agree. All right. We're getting low on time. Not that I want this conversation to end. I want to <laughs> stay on this with you all night, but um, we have lives to get back to. So we're going to have sure. to wrap this up. Yeah. That sounds great. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I could share a little bit about the the Mason story and the Tigers story, uh, some Jackie stuff. So uh, this was a blast. And yeah, I appreciate you, you being uh, putting up with me for for 30 minutes. And I do have to give credit where credit is due. Shout out to Alex AM Sports Cards 10, my buddy. He posted, reposted your post of the um, MLB debut patch. And that is how I found your account and was able to oh, get cool. you on here. So shout out to him and shout out to you for coming on. Awesome. All right. Uh, thanks, Joe. Yeah. Thank chat. you.